the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. <laughs> you okay? Mic check, one, two, one, two. <laughs> hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome to the, uh, to the G Podcast. Every week we talk opinion, culture, current events, news, politics, you name it. Uh, don't forget, this is episode 29. Make sure you share us. Subscribe, uh, download, listen, follow us on IG and Twitter, and all that good stuff is on our uh, our podcast page. And I'll make sure I mention it before we leave. Okay, uh, I'm Tommy B. And um, as of this taping, y'all, just for reference, man, COVID is still doing its thing with seven hundred fifty-one thousand seven hundred seventy-five plus. Um, but the, you know, Tanya B's on the, in the building. Tanya B, how you doing? Entertainment. Oh, cool. Did you? Yeah, it was Sunday. I sent you my uh my di- part of my dinner entree. So oh, we'll get yeah. to that later. Oh I'm good. yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, you, you know what? What's the dog's name? They used to mm, mm. <laughs> that cartoon. <laughs> Uh, you, 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 I gotta play. Well, it. we can just say I'll, like Gomo Pile and just say golly. No. Nah, nah. How's that? But that's cool. That's cool. But you know, no, I was, no was going to say okay. as right, of okay. as of the taping, you know, they're like, um, you know, the the recovery side of of COVID in in the U.S. There's sixty six thousand nine hundred and three people who have recovered. Um, now there are forty thousand one hundred eighty nine uh, people who are dead, but still, the recovery side is still kind of outpacing at sixty six nine oh three. And uh, worldwide, of course, twenty three seven uh, was it two point three seven million. So um, you know it, it's still out there, but we, we're doing our thing, trying to stay positive, uh, adhering to the the um, the experts, the scientists, and not to forty five. Uh, so as long as you do that, I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be great. So cool. Tanya B is in the building, and and that's the Tanya B ringtone. Uh, there you go. I'm <laughs> glad you asked. <laughs> Tanya B is our digital guru and media person and just does her thing all the time. And Tanya B uh, did send her. What, what did you send? I mean, you you sent some some pork chops. Yes, Lord. <laughs> so what, what's on the menu? Not pork chops. Okay. I've learned down here they're not pork chops. They're poke chops. Poke it's chops. My bad. My bad. My bad. So what you got? Yes. I'm going to do that. We're going to do some of my uh, six, seven, eight mac and cheese, which is I use between six and eight different types of cheese. And I say sick because it's so good. It'll just make you. It's just sick. Wow. And I think we'll probably do uh, finish up with some uh, sauteed cabbage. Okay, cool. Very cool. Very cool. Good stuff. And you know what? You know, the other thing I want to ask you about, you you had a milestone occur this week. Um Mr. Mr. Jimmy Early Bird, tell tell the folks about Mr. Jimmy Early Bird. Gone, gone. Oh let man, him, let him know. Now, now you're gonna make me cry. Don't cry. Um, as a lot of people don't know, I'm a second generation radio baby. My dad started out in radio in like 1951, mm. um, and maybe like. Um, uh, tertiary market down in North Carolina. And the interesting part about it is, you know, you talk about how we talk about relationships. I don't know how the relationship started, but this I do know. Somehow he crossed paths with Hal Jackson, who uh, we know is one of, you know, the, I guess, mat- uh, patriarchs of black radios 
mm-hmm. uh, on the air forever, up almost until the age of 100, part owner of WB, uh, LIB, WBLS in New York. Uh, you know, he was one of, one of those guys. And somehow or another, he picked up the phone and made a phone call to the owners of WILD in Boston and said, hire Jimmy Bird. That's how my father got that job. We moved to Boston. I grew up there. My father was very involved in uh, keep, as they say, keeping the peace in Boston because uh, there was a James Brown concert scheduled the night after Dr. King was murdered. Yeah. And there's a documentary that's on YouTube and a lot of other places called um, there's two of them. One is called James Keeps the Peace. The other one is called um, The Night James Brown Say Boston. And it talks about how my dad was very involved in. And I remember him not being home. I remember he came home one time, Tommy B. Mm-hmm. And he said to my mother, he came home to get clothes and things like that. He said, because we live way well, on the as far uh, uh, on the outskirts of, of Boston as you could go. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said to my mother, you have no idea what's going on out there. Wow. So he was actually at that time, you know, you know, the voice of the community in urban radio, uh, which is lacking today, unfortunately, and just really being out there helping to keep the peace in Boston. And as a result of that, he and James Brown had a very long standing relationship. And my father went on to manage his radio stations for as long as he had them. And I just remember him being very present in our home growing up well into my teens until I went to college, basically. Wow. Wow. So I ha- I've had a very interesting, very colorful childhood. My dad would have been 91. Um, I wanted him to always write a book about his experiences and things he would tell me. But as the mm-hmm. Alzheimer's came in, that was no longer um, yeah. no an option. But I mean, to look up at people in my home like James Brown, um, like all the Motown acts, mm-hmm. like uh, Clarence Avant, who the, if you don't know who he is, help yourself. Go watch the Black Godfather documentary on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, and those were the kind of people that, you know, I grew up around. So I, I didn't have a normal childhood at all. The first time I was on the air, I s- told my father it was 56 degrees, something like that. I was six years old. <laughs> so yeah. that, that's how far I go back. So, you know, while a lot of kids were playing and doing different things, I used to hang out with my dad. I'd go to the radio station with him. Mm-hmm. I love Christmas, you know, like vacations because mm-hmm. I could go get up and go because he did morning drive. I could go to work with him. Yeah. I used to work in his register on the weekends. And I was one of those few kids that were, I was actually in clubs at the age of nine years old. I what? got a picture. <laughs> yes. I was at the Sunday matinee at the Sugar Shack with wow. Joe Tex and they wanted to put me in the competition, <laughs> but I was too young. Um, and at oh the age God. of like four and five, my parents Ooh. were taking me to uh, industry events. I have a picture with me. And for those of you who don't know, back when they had the British invasion, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. there was a group called the Dave Clark Five. Yeah, yeah. They were big back in the day. Yeah. yeah. They were kind of like the the secondary Beatles. Mm-hmm. I have pictures with them. Wow. I remember being in this hotel suite at the Boston Sheraton Hotel. So mother has lived. Mm-hmm. So wow, um, cool. just I always like to. I don't do a lot of Facebook and things like that. But mm-hmm. just because so many people don't know about you know, what people call the architects of black radio and they're kind of forgotten. I just posted something about my dad on my Instagram stories this weekend. Yeah, this it week, was, rather. And, you know, it's, it's you know, uh, it, it was social media for us, you know. Before there was so the, the radio so, station was that's it was all, really all we had. That was it. You know, that was our communication. That was that was our drum. So, you know, kudos to yeah. you. Kudos, kudos um, you know, to your dad. 
left a, an excellent legacy in you. And I'm sure you're going to write the book. You write the book, girl. You do it. <laughs> you do the book. It's your turn. You know what I'm saying? You got the knowledge. You were there. Uh, I've been told that. Some <laughs> things I've seen, some places I've been. Yeah. I probably shouldn't have been, but <laughs> I know I'm going to have to change names. The effect may not be, you know, I remember one day we were out at, um, my dad had a friend yeah. from the military who was a songwriter in New Jersey. And I'm looking up and, you know, a normal Sunday afternoon, we get together and, you know, here come the Isley brothers and wow. here come, uh, uh, what was his name? Um, Wilson Pickett. And, you know, a lot of these singers from the 60s that were singing before I really knew what, what time it was, I was around these people. And um, mm. you know, one thing I also learned from my mother mm. uh, is that when Dr. King, uh, you know, was assassinated and the funeral had taken place, there was a record label that flew a group of program directors and their wives down to Atlanta. And I just found out last year that my mother was at Dr. King's funeral seeing like a row or two behind Coretta Scott King. I'm wow. like, you never said anything. Wow. Wow. My mother, she lays very low with you know what she knows, but those are the types of things. And I just feel like it's my duty actually just to share, mm-hmm. you know, with you young people who think, you know, a whole lot of nothing because you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. is what it is. Yeah. You know, and just, you know, impart those things and, and realize that, you know, um, you know, back then, you know, urban radio really was the voice of the, the urban communities in, you know, any size city. But what's ironic and I say sad now is that Boston, Massachusetts no longer has an urban radio station at all. Wow. Yeah. Because ILD is no longer around, right? No longer around. Nope. It's a Chinese language station now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, good stuff. You know, I, you. I, I, I know, you know, you'll, you'll keep doing your thing with us and, and eventually that book is coming. I'm, I'm going to keep pushing you for the book. <laughs> I'm going to get the book. I've got lots of pictures. I've got a lot of pictures. From I bet you do. Dad. I bet yeah. you do. Hey, you know what? I, I decided, um, news wise, it's all Corona. You know, I mean, pretty much. Um, you know, it, it is, uh, it's still pretty much all Corona. So, you know, we've, we, we, we're kind of giving people an escape from the hard news stuff. Uh, I, I will mention one thing though, that's odd. And it, it, it's just, um, I want to get your take on it. The, the stuff that's going on in Michigan, you know, with these protesters and the Confederate flag and, you know, the, the governor being called out by 45. Um, you know, it, it, it's interesting because, you know, yeah, and this is this is uh you know how we we've been talking about you remember I, and I, I don't know if I said this on the podcast or off the air or you know when we weren't doing the podcast but I said something I said it's so intense now before all this came about that something was going to happen to bring us together you remember I don't know if I said that on the show but you may have but it, this is it this is it and it's unfortunate to see the the knuckleheads come out like that who are probably behind the scenes being prodded by the campaign folks for 45 to do stuff like this. Um, and, you know, they're coming out without any kind of protection mask or anything in the midst of a crisis, uh, a virus crisis, the coronavirus. And, um, it, it, you know, it's just kind of disheartening. You know, I mean, there's there's a ton of good stuff going on, so I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about the knuckleheads. But, um, you know, I just hope that doesn't catch on, you know, and those folks are basically coming out protesting the fact that the country shut down, you know, but. Would you rather have a shut down country or would you rather be dead? Like you said, those that are out there, 
that are not practicing social distancing out there protesting for what I don't know. But the other thing that really kind of shook me was that not only were they out there protesting, no masks, no protection at all. They had babies out there unprotected. Oh, yeah. Nothing. So just interesting. Just something I just wanted to, you know, get your take on, see if, you know, what y'all thought about it. It's it's going to be a setback. There's no doubt in my mind between things like this happening Mm -hmm. and the fact that uh, 45 wants to open up the country, I think, too soon. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to push it. And there will be people like the people in Texas and those different, I'm just going to call them the, the Yahoo states mm-hmm. that support him. Yeah. And at the end of the day, those Yahoo people may not even be able to vote for him. How about that? But yeah. that, that will be OK with me. That's mm-hmm. OK with me. But yep. you also noticed that right after Barack and Michelle came out and endorsed Joe Biden, he started with this real, this total foolishness. Yeah, so true. So true. Well, you know what? I, I got to, you know, when it when it comes down to um, it's interesting you mentioned Obama. Was that really like an endorsement? <laughs> Is it really an endorsement when everything said? Well, I, I, it, well you know, know put it like this. For those of us in the know, we already knew. Maybe it was just a confirmation for those who weren't sure. Yeah. But at the end of the day. If the Obamas and some other key players yeah. are able to mobilize these same millennials mm-hmm. who uh, who were pulled into the, the the voter fray by Jay-Z and Beyonce and Mary J. Blige and Usher and Common and those folks, mm-hmm. they will make a difference because a lot of these kids that are millennials now, mm-hmm. I don't know that they really have a full education because eight years ago, they were 12 and 13 years old. And they yeah. had, I mean, I know when I was that age, I had no clue about politics except how to spell the word. Mm. So I don't know where they're getting their information as well. Well, yeah, but, you know, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think, I think black millennials will be energized with an Obama. If Obama gets as engaged. Okay. Now, as far as Biden, let's just hope he doesn't drop the ball. It's not a fumble, you know, I mean, you, oh, know, you can't you know it's the end of the, end of the Super Bowl. You cannot drop <laughs> the ball. Gangster Joe. Oh, my okay? God. You know, no more corn pop, you know, stories. And you know what I'm saying? I mean, that's the thing. And, and I think it's, it's going to be real important that whoever does the PR stays very close and, and really make sure that his his day is guided. And, you know, even though I mean, he's got to stay on script. I just don't know. You know can, what else? I, I, I mean, I think he I can think, stay on script, but I, I just going off script for him scares me. It scares yeah, me. I think you're yeah. right. You're right. And the other thing is, I hope Barack might be back there as a silent PR or just political, you know, real time advisor and just kind of yoke Joe up and be like, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, dude. Can't say that, <laughs> Joe. You know, I, I really believe that even yeah. if he's not as out front, or as visible he or Michelle as we may think they may be, or as may, or as much as some people may want them to be, mm-hmm. I believe they're going to be like the Mac in the back, and that's what's going to bring this whole thing home for Joe Biden. Okay, we'll see. Just my two cents, and I mean, it's going to depend. Now, on, look at yeah, it's a bit work yeah. for the hip hop. You know, the, those millennials, the black millennials, and anybody who loved hip hop, whether you're black, green, blue, or grizzly gray, mm-hmm. that faction really helped along with Clarence Avant, the Black Godfather. Again, go watch a documentary. Mm-hmm. had a lot to do with Barack Obama getting elected. Yeah, so true. Both times. So true, so true. 
All right. You know, this week we wanted to take a break. So just just that little bit of politics into what you watching. You know, what, what's what's uh, you know what? What you, what you watching on TV? I'm I mean, watching in the, in the midst that of the will make COVID. Me laugh. I, I'm old. I'm old deed on all this Corona. I, I I'll get my daily dose of facts yeah. from the CDC, and that's about as much as I can take. So I need to laugh. So, so you, I'm watching yeah. what makes me mostly what makes me laugh. But I, let's let's talk about um, if you don't mind, we can just get the kind of the melancholy out of the way. Let's talk yeah. about the Atlanta child murder. Yeah. Now, last year, Discovery ID did a three part series on it. It was mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Now we're halfway through the HBO um, series on the same thing. Yeah. But this was, I think, right when uh, the Discovery miniseries, if you will, came on, it was right at the time when Care, when Mayor Keisha, mm-hmm. you know, announced the reopening of this case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and people just seem to forget that you know Wayne Williams was convicted of killing two people who were adults, but then. You know, you still have what twenty eight other children, I think, that were mm-hmm. murdered. Had, I mean, they, the, the I interesting watch, thing, and and no. you you've seen the first couple of episodes, right? You've seen the first two. Have you seen them yet? I was the first two, the first one on HBO, and mm. I kind of have compared that to what I saw at the end of twenty nineteen on Discovery. Okay, well, one of the things that is mentioned, and you know, one of the things that we were kind of aware of, because I, I mean, I grew up in Atlanta. I was in Atlanta when all this went down, and I. I can't tell you how, you know, the, the personal impact, but but I will say that there was a list of the high profile, you know, murders. And then there was a list that really nobody knew about. So there were kids that yes. didn't get mentioned, but were on a list. And, and so there were really more kids murdered than what were mentioned as part of the investigation. So there were more kids, you know. There were definitely more. So well, let me ask you this. Yeah. You were here in Atlanta. And I yeah. think things like that that happened during your formative years never leave you. No. So I guess at that point in time <laughs> with you being, again, you know, I guess in that vulnerable age group, what was the vibe like? How did your life change? You know, that's a life changing thing. And, uh, you know, how was your normal changed, you know, by that? And how long did it take before you re- returned to some semblance of, you know, life before the murders? Well, you know, the big deal was. I was turning 16. So for me, um, I mean, I was just getting my drive. I just got my driver's license. So, you know, you know, what I'm saying? it's like and and the thing was, you know, keep in mind that during those times you didn't have cell phones. I mean, there were no mobile phones. So whenever you had to make a phone call and you were out and about, you had to stop at, you know, uh, you had to go to a, a what do you call it? A, a pay phone. So a pay phone and put in a, what, a dime or 25 cents, 25 whatever, cents or whatever, you know, or if you if you went on a date, you know, you have to. You, the thing was, your parents, uh, black parents were encouraged to tell their kids, have their kids call at every point. Like if you left to go somewhere, when you got there, you had to call regardless, you know, so. The, the damn, the, the being on the leash, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, oh my God. So you go out, you know, I'm in high school. All right. So I, I got my license, you know, I'm going out, I'm going to the movies, you know, and, and, and it's funny because, you know, you think you can get away from, okay, everything's cool now. They're going to forget about it. And then you get home. Why didn't you call me when you got to, uh, I know you went to, uh, <laughs> so it was like and, and that damn. Was, 
Huh? There was no call waiting back then. If I no, was it no, was, was call waiting an option no, at that time? Not an option, man. And and and, and shit, I'm trying to think if there was voicemail, but but I do know, you know. Bottom line oh, is, yeah. you know, it, it was it was it was stressful, you know, uh, for because in a lot of cases, I grew up in South Atlanta, so uh, you know, a few of the murders, a few of the bodies were found, you know, just you know, miles from my house, you know, a few miles and. You know, but uh, and 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 interestingly enough, you know, my mom was a teacher, so my mom knew um, or was was familiar because they were teachers. Uh, Wayne Williams's mother, Faye. So you know, Homer, his dad. You know, they they kind of all knew each other, but not hanging out, but they knew professionally each other. You know, the family. Yes. So it was a shock when his name came up, but he was so such an odd bird. You know what I mean? That it was you couldn't deny it. But the, the but the interesting thing, and I'm not going to go into it because I know a lot of people want to watch it. Um, in opening up the case, Tanya B, and in watching the um, the the documentary now, it, it it just solidifies the fact that most black people don't believe that Wayne Williams killed all those kids. Um, most of us believe that he had an accomplice and. We felt like the accomplice was high profile. It was somebody that the city protected or money protected that they couldn't get into. You know what I mean? If if you ever see you ever see Devil in a Blue Dress, <laughs> Denzel, and um, I've heard of it. No, I have not, and I have a blue dress, but no, yeah, not it, the it's devil. based on a book. Uh, Walter Mos- Mo- Walter Mosley, I think. But but the the book, uh, what's your name from Flashdance? What's the actress? Um, Jennifer from- Beals was in that. I think wasn't yep. Forrest Whitaker in that, or was it Denzel Washington? No, nah, it was or- it was Denzel, was Jennifer Beale, and my boy Don Don Cheatham. Okay. <laughs> Don Cheatham, he played Mouse. But but my my I, I know I'm just kind of going down a rabbit trail. But the thing was, you know, one of those politicians, you know, was a pedophile. You know, and they had pictures. You know what I'm saying? It was that kind of thing. And I, 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 to this day, a lot of folks believe that it was somebody high profile. And and a lot of people felt that that you know there was some there was some you know some some white there were there were rich whites involved in some way because it, one of the things in the second yes. documentary yes. talked about the the porn industry and yes. and uh, you heard the name Mike Davis he was a you know um yes wait spoiler alert if you have not yeah i don't want to go into spoiler it spoiler alert but cuz anyway, i know people want to watch it, is, it but okay, but, but but my point is it's like and and that's this is not the stuff i'm saying right now you know it's common knowledge if you if you're from the a you know oh, you remember okay. all that but okay but, i'm not okay yeah but but i'm gonna stop <laughs> there i think it's worth a watch uh, my only concern Tanya B is it's it's going to go nowhere you know what I'm saying? And, but my, my- you know, I, I would agree with you. I would agree with you. I would absolutely. And based on what I picked up a few tidbits in part two, and again, the part three comes on tonight. Yep. I picked up a few tidbits in part two that honestly, that was the first time I had heard about that angle. And I said, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But we've been, we've been talking about that for years. Sense. Yeah. And, and if you grew up here, you've been, you know, most, it was, it, it's not something that we're, you know, surprised by but i will say it's worth and a watch the other thing, yeah go ahead i agree you know you took the words out of my mouth it is worth it just yeah. to get a, a fresh perspective if you've never been like you millennials out there mm-hmm. i mean if you've never been um i guess you know, really up on what 
you know, what happened here? Or some people, you know, sometimes in times like these, some people just don't want to hear anything that, you know, that is, I mean, you have, it, it, it will make you a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. But I will say, um, time. I, I do, I do, you know, take my hat off to, uh, you know, Mayor Bottoms for, for the effort and, you know, shout out to, uh, some of the folks in the documentary, uh, longtime, uh, broadcaster, uh, Monica Kaufman Pearson, um, you know, they had all the right, they have all the right people. And, and you know what I didn't know, Tanya, I didn't know rock nation had, had done this thing. I didn't know this was a rock you know, nation production. Yeah. And what's interesting is, you know, just like Jay-Z and rock nation did the thing about me, Mill. Yeah. I think, you know, I know people are giving him the blues about the whole NFL thing, Yeah, but it's things like this that he does and does very quietly. Yeah. You know, and I think for all the right reasons. Mm-hmm. I agree. And John you know, Legend's I, name is in there. Yes. Yeah, as a, as uh, you know, on the producer side, the I producer, mean, yeah. there's so, some big names. Behind I, I think this. they're doing the right thing. I agree. I agree. What else you got? What else? And, you know, the other thing was interesting and maybe you can tell me this and then we'll, we'll move on. No, no, no. Cool. I noticed, um, I've lived, moved down here in Atlanta. I see these streets named after people. Like I knew about Joseph E. Lowry. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's his Langford? I guess was a, a prominent city council person in Atlanta. Yeah, he during was. that time. Yep, Langford Freeway. He yep. uh, this Langford yep. Parkway here. Yeah, I guess Parkway, is named yeah. after him. Yep, yep. Arthur Langford. Uh, yeah, I finally got to see uh, Eldrin Bell, who was a police, mm-hmm. I guess, chief of commissioner forever. Yep, and yep. Uh, also um, Lee Brown, who went on to when he left Atlanta, mm-hmm. went down to Houston, Texas and was mayor for several years. So yep. it's interesting to see these people, you know, these activists and people, even the second generation activists that are in this documentary that, you know, it, it, it's uncomfortable. It's, you know, a traumatic thing. Again, the, the you know, you heard it said they don't want this blemish on Atlanta. It's a city that's too busy to hate. Mm-hmm. So this will make people uncomfortable, but you know, I think there also are threads of education in there, and I think if for nothing else, for the educational value, mm-hmm. you know, maybe after this is over, maybe next weekend when you're binge watching and you can, I, I don't know if I'd watch all four back to back, but you yeah. know, it's, it's, it's help tough. yourself is all I can say about that. Well, you know, one I of the things that comes out of this, something comes from it. Yeah, and and another thing that comes out of this that people, if you're not from Atlanta, Atlanta's not a perfect city. And one of the things that you'll look at is the the difference in class, uh, the class difference in Atlanta oh, yeah. when it comes down. I mean, Atlanta had a, a a pretty deep divide in the black community when it came down to, you know, poverty and, you know, uh, an upper middle class. And a lot of these kids came from, you know, the impoverished or the quote unquote other side of the tracks. Okay. And, and 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 there's there's always been that deep divide in Atlanta, and I, and quite frankly, there still is, you know, um, in a, in a lot of areas, a lot of those areas, yeah. uh, they've demolished and kind of consolidated, uh, you know, tore down a lot of the you know the projects, and and you know, it, it's people are scattered, um, but um, you know, there's a deep divide, you know, in that area that uh, that they show in this thing too as well. So cool. All right, moving on. What you got? What else you got? Oh, you gotta, we got to talk about the Clark sisters. Bio, some people say biopic, biopic, yeah. but it's it had the highest viewership of any Lifetime movie in the last, I think, two, two and a half years, which maybe wow. was since they started this whole R. Kelly mess. Good stuff. I mean, it beat the R. Kelly thing? Wow. 
Oh, they, well, they said in the last two and a half years. So you're figuring R. Kelly. Good. <laughs> What's about two years? Exactly. You know, if if anybody were to be dethroned, how about that? Let me give him. Let me give him some for that. Yeah. There you go. Go Clark sisters. <laughs> go. Yeah. So look, you, let, let, let's drop the cruise bomb for the Clark sisters. Yeah. Maddie Mars Clark. Oh, yes. So what'd you think? What'd yeah, you think should, of it? Overall? I thought it was good. Of course, you know, you only can tell so much of any one story that spans such a long time in an hour mm-hmm. and 33 minutes. So true. Yeah. But I think it really exposed a lot of the sexism in the church, but still exists today, but she really had to go through it. And to me, clearly those, the higher ups in the Church of God and Christ were clearly, I believe, believe envious of her because yeah. you know, why would one oh, woman yeah. have that much notoriety and that much power? So they figured out a way to try to gut punch her and get her to sit down and be quiet. Yeah, it's kind of hard. Um, she thought another way to get around that. Yeah. And also it, it brought to light. And this is something that is hardly ever talked about. But the high incidence of domestic violence among ministers wow. and their wives and families. Yeah. Yeah. That's reality. But, you know, I think Maddie Moss Clark worked with what she knew because mm-hmm. her mother treated her like she treated her daughter Twinkie mm-hmm. Clark. She, you know, did the best that she could with what she knew, you know, to want a better life for them. But one thing I found that was very interesting. Hmm. Okay. There was no mention whatsoever of her only son, Leo. Really? Okay. So was he in the household? Did you remember seeing? No, I never saw him in the movie. She must have left him behind in like Alabama or something because she had Jackie. And before that, with her first marriage, she had a son named Leo, I think Macomb or something, Jr. with her first husband. Okay. There's no mention of him. You never saw him in the house. I didn't know about him until... He was briefly mentioned in the Clark Sisters Unsung on TV One, which I watched again. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you saw the real uh, incident that happened at Maddie Moss Clark's funeral with her daughter, Denise, mm-hmm. that was the only time I saw or heard any mention of Leo. But you notice as far as anybody ever knew, yeah. she just had five daughters and that was it. And didn't yeah. know that Jackie, her oldest daughter, was not the natural daughter of uh, Elder Albert Clark that she'd married. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Whew. Well, it's uh, I'm glad it, no, I'm glad it did it, well. It, I'm glad it did well. Yeah. yeah. You know what? Through it all. And nobody's perfect again. Like you no, said, Atlanta's no. not a perfect city. It just showed you about the I believe the importance of the family bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, she always so stay together. Mm-hmm. You all, you know, you, your sisters stay as the Clark sisters. And, you know, at the end of the day, people calling her the, you know, the female version of Joe Jackson. <laughs> she said, They're going to be better than the Jackson five. <laughs> But they are still dipping it and doing yep. it. And, you know, the, the the Clark sisters' children are very, you know, everybody, Kiki Shield is about the most famous one. But, you know, there are others who are doing great things in their own right. So. Good stuff. Good stuff. And and kudos to Mary J. Blige, what, Queen Latifah, and who else? Missy Elliott. And, and Missy. Missy Elliott. Yeah, for coming together and, and putting that on. Great, you know, great. And um, you know what I also... Five yeah. wanted to Dr. Carter, who I think is the writer of the screenplay for the movie. Okay. She said she had gotten turned down time after time after time after time. Yeah. And, you know, say five wanted to her for her resilience and, you know, in, in seeing this thing through. And I hope, you know, that there will be more stories told mm. by the likes of, uh, you know, Mary, Missy and uh, Latifah. Uh, so, that we, you know, we can see more of our story. Yeah. You know, aside from people getting murdered and things along that line. True enough. Good stuff. Good stuff. Cool. 
Um, what else you got? Um, oh, what are you wait? What are you watching? Mm. <laughs> let me let me tell you. You know, because because um, I'm I'm really just digging into well, one thing, and, and I've, I've mentioned this on the podcast a few times, and that's little fires everywhere. Fire. With um, I didn't know. It's yeah. going to end uh, it next ends. week. It ends as we tape the podcast on a Sunday. It's eight ep- eight episodes. Eight episodes. And Oops, sorry, y'all. Spoiler alert. Yeah. yeah, you know, but but you know what? Um, one, it this this did two things for me. Okay, one, it put me back into it put me back in love with the weekly series, if that makes sense, uh, versus binge watching because you know I kind of like a break from binge watching so you can have a cliffhanger, you know, and have to wait <laughs> until next week. So that's one thing I liked about the way they released this on Hulu. I mean, and, and the other thing, quite frankly, I mean, I've, I've, you know, I've always been a fan of, uh, Reese Witherspoon, hell going back to, uh, Pleasantville, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, Ooh, you go, you know, right. even, even going back, OG. you know, yes. going back. I mean, she's she's always had whatever movie she's in. She's always, you know, she stands out. Uh, and Carrie Washington, of course, a fan of Carrie as well. And I, I just didn't know how it would work together. You know what I'm saying? But the chemistry or. Well, I'll, I'll say chemistry, but the 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 um, the way they they're pitted together. Is perfect. I'm not going to give away too much, but but you know, um, I mean, it, it was a bestseller, and I see why. I mean, I really do see why. They made a couple of changes from the book, from what I've heard, but the author uh, gave it her blessings, and and I, I mean, I was, I didn't know what I was getting into. I just, you know, again, you're sitting around, you got time, everything shut down, and next thing you know, it's it's a classic. I mean, I, I do think it's going to be a classic the way it's done. I know a lot of folks probably aren't watching it now, but I think eventually, uh, because, you know, people going back, you know, they go back and binge watch, people are going to catch up with it. So that's yes. little fires everywhere. Last episode is when, this upcoming Wednesday as we take the podcast on a Sunday. So I, I'd, I'd advise y'all. And, you know, if you if you haven't done it, all you got to do is it's an hour per episode uh, binge watch and then, you know, right up to the finale on Wednesday. Um, uh, the other thing um, I, I did check out Insecure. Have you checked it out? Are you, are you an insecure fan? You check. <laughs> you there? <laughs> uh, it was okay. Yeah. All I'll say is, um, <laughs> did you it, say it that? would have been a lot lighter if Kerry Washington had not. Oh, you mean? Directed. Oh, you're going back to um, insecure, insecure or fires or which one? Which one? Insecure? No, she she directed Insecure as well. What? Yeah. Which yeah. one did she, she direct? Sure did. The, this oh. one? This last one? Yes, 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 yes. I didn't know that. She sure did. Carrie's dipping it and doing it, y'all. Wow. No well, scandal here. Well, I can I can say that you know what insecure is becoming. You know what it is it's starting to, it's like the soft porn. <laughs> Every episode you gonna see who who's gonna soft be soft black porn. No, you gonna see is. some fans. <laughs> it's, it's like you got uh Lawrence is back with the new girl. And and then Issa is talking to the TSA guy, so it's like, oh, yeah, oh Lord, yeah, I know. I know. So I'm gonna leave it at that. And and the only thing Ooh. I got to say is Ru- Rubik's cube. 
<laughs> that was crazy. Well, um, so, <laughs> I'll just say uh, uh, I've been Rubik's hearing uh, word yeah. from the curb that uh, Little Fire is everywhere because it's been doing so well. I know I'm just moving away yeah, from you the insecure. You're just like, nah, but then nah. <laughs> go ahead. It, it may become uh, a series. It may become a no, series. You know what? I hope they don't do that because you know what? There's just certain things just need a finale and needs a, you Leave need to alone. move on. Leave it alone. I mean, I think a series will, 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 I think a series, I wouldn't watch a series. It's just too intense. You know what I'm saying? It's just, that's why I don't watch it, that foolishness that, what is it? The tiger, what is it? Tiger King, tiger. Yeah, I don't watch whatever. tiger King. Millennial Nick watches tiger, tiger King. And he's a big fan of it. So he just, he, he tells me, you know, I should watch it. I'm not going to get into it. I'm not, I'm just, it, it, you know, eventually I might get into it, but now, you know, it, it just ain't time for me to watch it. It ain't time for me to watch it right now. You know, well, anybody? Have, you, millennial Nick, can he come and do a review? Cause I, I, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do I it can't. either. Eventually I might, depending on how, how much longer, you know, this goes on the, um, you know, on, on our, on our quarantine, but eventually I might. How much? Uh, the other thing I know, um, as we take the show tonight, and and a lot of folks are excited about this because damn, ain't no sports on. There's no sports. The Last Dance ten part series on. Can drop a cruise bomb. Drop a bomb. Say, say what now? Drop a bomb for this one before you oh. talk about it. Oh, the Last drop Dance. Drop a bomb for this one because it does a round of applause. Drop the okay, bomb whatever, let me, let me, and then I'll talk give it, about. I'll give it. Thank you. Okay. The last. There you go. The last Drop dance. The, bomb the last dance. Funk. Yeah. So, so you excited about the last dance? Are you excited about it? I am. You know, one of my favorite shows. Believe it or not, I'm not a big sports person. You know, I'm like sports illiterate, and I, I, yeah, I, I embrace that. I love <laughs> ESPN's Thirty on Thirty. Yeah, Thirty on Thirty is good. It is. Yeah. Love that. But this and what? Well, see, this is the good version. What I'm really looking forward to is the uncut version, which will be coming on Netflix in a couple of months. But I did see. Michael Jordan doing some, you know, PR for it. And he said, it's going to make me look like a tyrant. A lot of people that like me won't like me. No, repeat that again because you broke up a little bit. But you said it's going to make him look like what? Newsflash. Everyone's not going to like you. Okay. Well, you know, people know that about Michael. A tyrant. But he's just very intense. He's about as intense. Yeah. People know and even that. Shaq said he was afraid of him. And mm-hmm. Shaq is not a little dude, but he's just a very intense. And Kobe Bryant, too. They're two very intense individuals. Well, people knew Michael was a competitor. I can't and wait. Michael didn't I got popcorn. Play. Yeah, he was competitive about everything. So, I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I don't think Every- people are going to be shocked. You know, people who know Michael. I'm not. And I, I want to hear about, uh, you know, there was some other behind the scenes stuff that's going to come out that we didn't know about with, uh, I think, with the owners or people who were, you know, really high up the food chain in the Bulls organization and, you know, even what they did to uh, Phil Jackson. But, yeah. you know. Well, the big thing that, that came out the- that, that a lot of folks knew about was that, you know, ownership went to Phil Jackson and said, dude, even if you win 82 games, it's still over. We're not going. We're not going to resign you. And and Michael said, you know, but there were people chomping at the bit. People were looking to get a Phil Jackson on their team. But what did Mike? What did Michael say? Tell us, please. No, Michael said he'd never play for another coach, except Phil. So so pretty and? much it was. You know, they sealed the deal when when they said Michael when they said um, Phil was no longer going to be. Um, 
coach at the end of the season, it, it pretty much, you know, positioned him for retirement. Pretty much. You know. But what else what else did they say? I didn't know. I, I don't know. What else? Did I miss something? Oh, just that they were giving him a really hard time and just, you know, just I'm not gonna know I'm not I'm going to do a spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's all we'll, we'll reconvene next week and, and we'll review. How's that? Fair enough? That's cool. That's cool. But it's going to air um, from what I'm hearing. It's going to air uh, two episodes for the next five Sundays. So tonight, as we take the podcast, yes. two episodes and then for the next four, you know, you'll get two more. So it'll total 10. So interesting. What else you got? Or you want me to talk about the one that nobody watched? <laughs> you know, I don't think anybody watched this. You there? Uh, hmm. You're looking at okay, it. Okay, we'll just say say the name and we'll keep it pushing. All right. Um, say the name. We'll keep it pushing. Keep it pushing. Uh, <laughs> Devs on FX, y'all. If if for the for the nerdy folks, for the software engineers. But let me say this though. I think it's better than you remember. Uh, what was it? Uh, Robot. What was the name of that uh, series that came on FX? FX has had a couple of series that, that kind of deal with that high tech kind of stuff, but Debs is worth the watch. I think Debs is worth the watch. If you get a chance, check it out. It's on, um, and, and you know what? Eight episodes done. Ooh, Silicon Valley? Yeah. It, it's, um, it was like a, a, a developer, a, a software engineer, a software company that, um, basically, um, you know, without giving it away, um, now this is interesting, Tanya B. Uh, and, and guess who's here? <laughs> guess who else is popping up on the screen? David Banner? <laughs> David Banner's screen? <laughs> Separated oh, at no, birth? Could it be? No, Wait a minute. Wait a yes, minute. Yes, she did. Hold yes, on. Drop a cruise bomb. No, no, no. No, we're going to. Go ahead, Vi. Go ahead, Vi. Oh, yeah. Not the David Banner. I don't heard that too much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You're jingling, baby. He just showed yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> he just showed up with dreads. No, but 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 no, De- just in time to hear me rant. That's what I'm saying. But but let me say this, Tanya. Devs is about um these this software development company. They develop this software. And and I I don't know how to say it without giving it away, but all I can say is Devs, the word, take the V out and put a U in and look that word up. Okay. So D E instead of V U S and look at the, what it, what it's derived from. That's kind of what they're trying to develop. So I'm going to leave it at that. That's a trip. It's a trip. It's a trip. That's all I got to say. And it's more than just like all this tech talk. I mean, it, it is a trip. I mean, it's a trip. That's all I got to say. Did you ever see, um, well, I, I'm not going to go into it, but there was an, uh, I'm trying to think of um, Machina or, or Ex Machina. There was a movie that came out a couple of years ago. The same director did this, but I'll leave it at that. Welcome, Vi. How you doing, man? Peace, brother. I'm hanging in here. <laughs> okay. You see him, you see him, don't been, you, Tanya? Hey, it's you been, see him, it's been a long week. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. You see him, don't you, Tanya? Any of a harder weekend. I do. Yeah, I hear you. I I, I hey. understand. I feel your pain. So I got the CV. I got the CV nineteen dreads. I'm sorry. Oh no, I hear you. <laughs> oh lord. 
So no barber. You, oh no. Yeah, you got the dreads going, bro. I I hear you. I feel you though. I feel you. I feel I'm not I'm man, not kidding. So Tanya B, did you have something else on the movie side before you get into your tea? Uh, movie side, mm, anything or anything you watch, nah. anything anything you might be watching before you get into your tea. Oh, you know, I am watching this a, a series on the reels R E E L Z. I'm not being compensated you, for this. You did it. You did reels, it. The last hours of uh-huh. they had the last hours of Prince, Luther Vandross, Rick wow. James. Interesting. Wow, you did a you did a digital sing when you gave the title of that. So say it one more time. What was it, what was the title of that? Oh. Reels, R-E-E-L-Z. Uh, okay. And I'm not being compensated for this endorsement no, of cool. this program. Understood. But. Yep. Cool. All right, what you got on the T side? And I'm also, I'm watching. Go, no, go ahead. Oh, you, you watch want some tea? No, 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 you're watching no, something else. No, just, um, I want to hear what you're watching because I want to. The last OG. List. Okay. And I stopped watching it because I could not stand Tiffany Haddish hollering all the time. And she's kind of calmed down. But the way that they're doing this season, it's only two episodes into season three and you've got like Keenan Ivy weighing writing and things along that line. So it's really interesting. Mm. Um, and you'll see a lot of black actors from older sitcoms that you haven't seen in a while. And it's interesting how they are able to inject humor and make you think with you know, things such as racism and profiling and things along that line, interracial relationships. So it's really, it's interesting. So I think I may, uh, I may stick with it this time. Cool. Good stuff. Good. The last OG. I know it's on. Um, I think they show the older TBS episodes on Netflix you, too, and yeah, the on, on TBS. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very cool. And you can watch it on demand, and it's uncut, which is really interesting. Wow. Yeah, Tiffany. They they got to back her down a bit, but I'll, I'll, that's another conversation. That's another show. Okay. All right. All right. What you got on the T side? What what's up? What's up with these folks? Okay, you want tea, my goodness. And you know that one thing I want to talk. Well, hang on, hang on. I'm going to give you. I want to. I want to. I want to talk about. I want to talk about first this. I can't hear you. Can you hear me? Can Can you hear me? You can't hear me. (laughs) You ready? (laughs) You know who that is. You know that is right. Okay, but again, we're going to do criminal, crazy, and 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 crime again. I want to talk about this. Hang on one more time. Can you hear me? Ready? Can you hear me? I'm gonna talk about it. You can't hear me. I'm talking. Can you hear me? (laughs) You know who that is, right? He's gonna call you tonight. You know who that is. And then, and then he said, "This is not working." And he walked. He moonwalked away. I know who it is. So let me know when you want to start. Do you want me to get started? Because now I you got pressure. No, you go. You go. You go. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm messing with you. Go ahead. <laughs> go go for it. Baby, baby, let me tell you something. Mm. Mm. This much hyped <laughs> battle, if that's what you want to call it, between Teddy Riley and Babyface, was mm. it's gotta be the musical disappointment of the year. Here you are, Teddy up there talking smeggity smack all over the place, all up and through. He went out and he was acting like I said, he was on an arena concert tour. Had some of Beyonce's production team up in there, had this guy look like Jam Master Jay's grandfather up there, the hype <laughs> man who needed to just go somewhere and sit down. Damn. And all of this foolishness, too many mics, you know, had he <sighs> dog almost had the the FAMU marching band up in there. And had all these technical difficulties. And when he said, can you hear me now? Yes, we heard you from Brooklyn over to Bulgaria, where you once where you once lived and should probably return to. Babyface was sitting there laughing. Now, here, this man is 
coming off the road and having to put up with that foolishness yeah, and yeah. baby face tried. He was very quiet. I will honestly say to you mm-hmm. after the third snafu, I couldn't take it any longer, but baby, the, Oh, the internet, when I tell you they are dragging Teddy Riley. Yeah. That's unfortunate. I'm being kind. He spent so much time trying to be fly and get a hat to match his leisure suit that he need to give back to Kenny Gamble from the <laughs> 80s. Damn. Baby face sat there and said, okay, okay, okay. And Teddy was like, he was DJing in the club. Babyface came in there and sat down. It's like, he yeah. didn't have any bells and whistles. Probably. I said he had some, uh, some Apple earphones from back in the day, not even the cordless. He just sat there and did his thing. And after a while, he said, you know, um, I think we should probably try to reschedule this at a time when there are no technical difficulties. And he just moonwalked away. But it was horrible. Oh, my goodness. There are, yeah. the, the big thing is people want a refund for something that was free. And then I saw Timberland and what Swiss Beats who started this whole battle thing, you know, talking and later pontificating about the whole situation. And even they couldn't defend Teddy Riley. He was just he was trying to do the most and it yeah. didn't work. But Teddy Riley is also the person that, that dropped the beans. Thank you. Drop the beans or spill the beans mm-hmm. spill or drop the, the bomb about Babyface having Corona. Cause after Teddy Riley shot his mouth off and said, Babyface was sick. Babyface had to come out and say he and his family, um, you know, were recovering from uh, Corona. Wow. And I'm like, Teddy Riley, he need, yeah, he need to be beat up. By Aaron and Damian Hall, and no, and let's go get Damn, Timmy Gatling, Teddy. who was originally in guy, and let him be. <laughs> but you know what? I, I I still like Teddy. Teddy, I, I mean, like him too, but that was some bull. I, I still, you know, I'm sorry to hear that, but you know, again, it was free, and they're gonna do it again, <laughs> and y'all on quarantine. <laughs> so, so what you gonna yeah, do? It was free to laugh. They're gonna watch again. They're gonna watch again. But I, I do think, and I agree with you. You know, Teddy should have just done. Just, just did what, do what, I mean, they should have been on the same, you know what I mean? Talk to, talk to face and just do it on the same level. You know what I mean? And, and he just, he should just call Aaron. No. <laughs> no, that ain't gonna happen. Call Aaron. <laughs> call Aaron and say, Aaron, I need your help. No, that ain't gonna happen. But I'm, I felt bad. I, I felt bad for dude. I felt bad. For Go ahead. <laughs> You br- go ahead one more time, Tanya. Go ahead. I didn't. Go for it. All I got to say is it, I, I, it looked like Babyface had to look down to do all he could to keep him laughing. <laughs> Anytime you got to get up there, Teddy Riley doing a mic check, one, two, one, two for 20 minutes. Oh, please. Anyway. <sighs> okay. Ooh, okay. Can't say I'm back. How he balance in a way? Say what? <laughs> So, I said, Teddy can't sing. How he balanced with? What he balanced with? Songs. Just they were just gonna play each other's music. Really, that's what I thought it was gonna be. Right? Wasn't it just supposed to be the song for song? <laughs> that's what it was. But Teddy was acting like he was mix master T. I don't know who told him he was. He was trying to do a D nice, and it just didn't work out. No, it shouldn't have been that. It should have just been what everybody else was doing. Just play your songs. You know, and, and and go back and forth. You know, hit for hit, and and even Tony Tony Braxton got involved. And start, start tweeting, you know. It was she just, did. She's. I had to wait seven whole days. You're not going to get that time back in your life. Oh she did. God. Her sister did. I'm telling you, that's even bad. artists were bad. dragging him. And I get it. You know, that's just like somebody saying, "I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go and become the next heavyweight champion of the world and get knocked out." 
like Mike Tyson knocked out what was his name Michael Spinks in five minutes please and he had to do the boxing comparison but I'll leave yeah that was crazy he's like just like any <laughs> boxing match um when has a boxing match ever had a do-over except for uh when somebody got knocked out <laughs> and, and and there's a rematch <laughs> so, hey, no deal over there's a rematch there's a rematch damn all right what you got in next what you got next all right one more time let me let hold on hold on let me do this Tanya hang on well, What's up, y'all? First of all, due to technical difficulties, we want to do this thing again. My brother and I agree. And it's just like a boxing match. Something goes wrong. We got to do it again. And what? Not the boxing match. Something goes wrong, you get your ass kicked. Oh, sorry. You get knocked out. <laughs> okay. You got knocked out. You Teddy Just Riley like got knocked that out clip. like That's Mike the- <laughs> Tyson knocked out. And I love Michael Teddy, Spence. man. I'm a Teddy fan. I mean, t- the Dangerous album, you know, the guy stuff, the Black Street stuff. That's that's my dude. But, oh, man. One more time. Hang What's on. up, y'all? First of all, due to technical difficulties, we want to do this thing again. My brother and I agree. And it's just like a boxing match. Something goes wrong. We got to do it again. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. And and this is a little bit of face vibe. Hey guys, this is Babyface here. I just, um, I don't know. I just wanted to say that tonight was really special and so many people joined in on us that I think that it's only right that we postpone this thing and do it at a time when there aren't any technical difficulties and everybody can hear the music the way it needs to be heard. So uh, I gracefully would like to say, why don't we just do this at another time and and pick it up and, and have a good time later on. See, baby Thank face. You. Baby face. Okay. All right. Hey, baby. Smooth baby face. There you go. You know, he he knew he, <laughs> he, he, knew he ain't been in the room. That's why he's both. I know it. <laughs> he, let me help this brother out. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Let me, let me help the brother out. What you got next, Tanya? I'm sorry. I, I just had to play that. Tanya B left. Doogie. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I'm I'm sorry, I was traumatized. Yeah. Um, I'll be real quick. Let's see, let's do the corona criminal blotter. Um, Bill Cosby's not getting out of jail. YNW Nelly, nope. Melly, whatever his name is, he's not getting out of jail. But when you write a song called Murder on My Mind, you may want to be kept away from even the general mm. prison population. Wow. Uh, R. Kelly trial postponed again, September 29th, maybe, but he's on the jailhouse tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk now about uh, Jesse Small at another one. Now, all of this foofooness with him and these two African Nigerian brothers. Now he's there are claims that he had more than just a business per relationship, if you will, mm-hmm. a situation with them, especially one of the brothers he's alleged to have. And I hid the RBC, so I haven't seen them yet, that they have been uh, frequenting some very exclusive uh, gay bathhouses for people that have lots of money to try to keep this thing hidden. And the brothers are now saying that their lives are in danger because in their culture, that's something that can get you killed. They can't go back home. Uh, nobody cares that empire is coming to an end. And if they try to come back whenever and do a, a final finale, I can guarantee you they'll get as many people watching them as Teddy Riley has <laughs> watching him right now while he tries to go learn how to DJ. So anyway, mm. uh, let's see. Oh, wait, I got more. I'm just trying to get the, Oh, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about lemon cake, lemon cake, lemon cake, lemon cake. Mm. Okay. This new Sheila E. song. Mm. Now, you know, the Shitty Prince comes on uh, <laughs> Tuesday night. 
Oh, and Sheila E's all up and through there, but baby, let me tell you something. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm glad you asked. Apollonia, remember her from Apollonia? Yes. Yeah. Some Purple Rain, who was also one of Prince's women. Yeah. She went on social media and she ripped Sheila E a new nose ring. Mm. Talked about, you know, why are you doing this? You're pimping everybody. Uh, the reason that Prince didn't deal with you and broke up with you was because when he found out what you were really like, he didn't want to be around you. Um, she still E was supposed to be starting these music schools and Apollonia even helped her get investors and get money. And Apollonia said the money did not go towards the school. Where are the schools? The money went in your, as she called it, your dirty pockets. Mm. So she really threw her under the bus. And Damn, you know, if you old think school about shade. It, <laughs> Damn, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, and she, like I said, she called Sheila E some names I never heard of. Okay? Wow. <laughs> so, yes, it's going to be interesting to see if Sheila E even tries to respond. But Apollonia just put her dirty draws out there for all to see and hear and kiss her behind and lick it with it. So we'll see what happens. So was it was that. it because of this song? The lemon? What, what's it called? No, it wasn't lemon cake. She called it lemon cake because that was Prince's favorite dessert. Okay, so but the name Apollonia of the song. Okay. has felt like Sheila E's been exploiting the name of Prince and her relationship with Prince and making it more than it really was. Wow. Um, to benefit herself financially. Well, that's pretty yeah. much what everybody's doing now. <laughs> He's gone, but yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. True that, true that. But hey, well, you know, yeah. Prince had that that song out. You know, hell hath no yeah fury like yep. a woman scorned. So yep. uh, there you go. Okay, let's see. What else can I tell you? You want to laugh? Let's see. Oh, I want to tell people also, there is a Tyler Perry impersonator out there, an imposter, Mm. who is getting people's cell phone numbers, texting them, and what the the bulk of the text is saying is, send me your cash app. I want to bless you and give you money. Do not do that. If you do that, the people go into your bank account Mm. via your cash app, and they clean you out. So, if Tyler Perry is going to give anybody money, it's my Lalaya Perry. It's not Tyler. He wants people to know that. Yeah. And he was, I, I, remember, I saw his post where he talked about the fact that they've, they've made several attempts to shut these people down. And every time they shut one down, another one pops up. So, you know, y'all stop that, man. Come on. Come on. Hang on. Well, hang people on. are going through hang it on, hang on. already. Hang on. Um, Somebody, I got laugh. kids. I got some advice for her. what's up. Oh, y'all? First of all, due to technical <laughs> difficulty, that's some advice for them. <laughs> go, go ahead. <laughs> for the perpetrators. <laughs> so, uh, back in the 90s, uh, some of the top uh, male urban artists, Johnny Gill, Keith Sweat, Gerald Levert, who, you know, they had the supergroup LSG made one album, then LSG, Gerald died yeah. not too long after, but LSG's coming back. It should be interesting. Who do you think is going to replace Gerald Levert? Oh, Lord. Who? Hmm. Who else Eddie? sounds what? like Gerald LeVert? <laughs> Eddie Who LeVert? looks like Gerald LeVert? Yes. Oh, my God. How old is Eddie now? Oh, about 81. That's what I thought. <laughs> he's still touring? Yeah. OJ's half retired. I guess he's bored being at home. Wow. He's going to tour with them? He's going to try. He's, got a, he's still got a hell of a voice, but, you know, he I mean, got, Eddie was in voice. shape. Give yeah. him a stool. He can sit on a stool while everybody yeah. do their thing. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He could. He may have to. So, so LSG, yeah, you've got, um, uh, what, uh, Keith Sweat and Johnny Gill. So it'll be still yes. LeVert, LSG. They, they keep it intact. Man, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, and actually, um, back in 2007 at the Essence Festival, they did a, tri- a tribute to Gerald because the Essence Festival moved to Houston for that one year after Katrina. Mm-hmm. And Johnny Gill and Keyswit came out and they sang LSG songs. So, mm-hmm. yeah, who knows? I think It'll it's going to be tough in this era. It might work. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough in this era for them to come out with something new before, you know, just on the old school tip and, and just doing the reunion tours kind of, you know, in concert. It'll be interesting. You know, it'll be, I mean, because Eddie, Eddie's yeah. still got a hell of a voice. You can't take it away from him. He's still, he still got that voice. That voice. You know, it might be difficult to get on the radio because Keith and Johnny, they're still kind of holding on to being urban adult artists. The yeah. OJs came back with their final album and nobody cared. So yeah. this, you know, yeah. maybe he's trying to do with Charlie Wilson and see if this collaboration will make him, you know, top of mind, really relevant because if Ron Isley could do it. Now, Charlie how, Wilson how, did it, but did how it right. is, How old is Uncle Charlie? Uh, how old is Charlie Wilson? Charlie is 67. How old? 67. Okay. Okay. All right, guy. Okay. Okay. Still out there talking to women. Still out there doing this thing? Cool. What mm-hmm. else you got, Tanya B? You got any more? T? 67? You said 67, right? Six, seven. That's how old he is? Uh, just uh, one more thing. Um, If you want... Yeah. If you want to laugh, yeah. Um, and he had a hip replacement, too. You never know it. Uh, if you want to laugh, Tiffany Haddish just dropped a new record called Come Get Your Baby Daddy. Oh, I, I wonder if she's talking to Common Baby video. Mama. Wow. You know, they go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And just that that's it. But one thing I do want to say, and this is in all, in all seriousness, mm-hmm. you know, we get out at seven and eight o'clock at night and we, you know, clap our hands and blow our whistles and bang our pots and cheer for the first responders and everybody in the medical field. Um, also want to shout out to those last responders, those people that actually have to go and retrieve the bodies of those who lose mm-hmm. their battle with Corona. Yes. Why? Yes. I'm glad you asked. People seem to forget about them. But now you've got all of these doctors and nurses who are trying, you know, still work and get their careers you know, on stable footing and they're being hounded by these student loan people, these newly graduated nurses and doctors, they're trying to get them out into the field and get them, you know, on the front lines. And so I have a friend who's a nurse and she said, you know, this is, they're really starting through all of this still trying to, you know, be people up for student loans. So if you go to change as in change your mind, change.org, there's petitioners out there, to start the process of student loan forgiveness or reduction for all these people who are giving their lives each and every day in hospitals and nursing homes and, you know, uh, ambulances and the EMTs, the EMS people to, you know, help them, you know, have some relief and not be any more stressed than they already are. So change.org, please go sign the petition to uh, reduce the student loans for specifically, well, not specifically, because everybody has a major you know, uh, play. They're all major plays in this. They all count, but I think it'll be cool if they reduce their student loans because they are sacrificing not their own selves, but you know their families as well if they can see them. And uh, I just think that's the right thing to do in the midst of everything. You can bring them all the free food in the world that you know that they that they can eat, but yeah. you know, let's 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 look at this loan forgiveness for real. That's crazy. On the medical side, I, I was reading this story. Uh, this guy owes four hundred thousand dollars in student loans. Four hundred thousand dollars, huh? How long would it take you to pay? Even if you pay four hundred dollars a month, half a million dollars in student loans, you'd be dead before you could pay all of that back. Okay, and that's the truth. (laughs) (laughs) 
Damn. So yeah, my son said, uh, but you know yeah, what? I know my hey. son said when his when his when his son have a got a six hundred dollar month bill for student loan. Six hundred a month. Hey, but you know what? I got That's some just- I got some advice though, Tanya B for him. What's up, y'all? First of all, <laughs> due to technical difficulties, we want to do this thing again. My brother and I agree. And I think they could reach out to student loan people with that. Yeah. Go ahead. Exactly. And like, otherwise, <laughs> and see now, and they're also trying to, I guess, with this CARES Act and just some other legislation. Yeah. Because uh, at one point you could claim student loans in bankruptcy. Now you cannot. So, you know, they need, they, you know, when you got people that are putting their lives on the line like this Agreed. daily. <clears throat> And it's making ridiculous. their families vulnerable to this virus daily. Mm. I think that's the least that could be done for them. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I just think, you know, without a doubt, I agree with you a thousand percent, you know, that, that there, there should be some kind of forgiveness plan. And, and you know what? Here's the interesting thing. Um, you know, there's talk of uh, Elizabeth Warren becoming VP. You know that, right? No, 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 no. Joe said he could get females. He's going to be her. But but there's there's a push for Elizabeth. No, no. And Elizabeth Warren no. is big on the whole no. student loan thing. No, <laughs> we want to win. No, 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 no. So who would you who would you go with, Mister No, Doctor No? I don't. I don't know. I, I really don't know. But I know not her. Not her. Okay. Well, I, I hear. I hear she's she's being considered. What? what he just she, endorsed her. What, what? He just endorsed. She just. Why did they endorsed him? Yeah. Go ahead. Why did they? Why did she? She didn't do good. She. She uh, never had a chance when she was ever president. You think she gonna make a good? Well, VP? you know, VP. The last time. VP is ran. different. VP is different. You know, versus. I mean, go, shit, if you can go with Tim, I understand. Payne, but <laughs> go ahead. You think we're gonna vote? You think we think we're gonna vote for her to be VP? No, I mean people. You know, I, I don't know. I think from a here, here, here's the thing, you you're hearing Stacey Abrams, you're hearing um, Kamala, uh, her name's coming up, the governor of Michigan's coming up. Of all those, quite frankly, energy wise, you know, she's got good energy, you know. But we'll see. I'm not gonna get into it. I, don't, we'll, we'll, I just don't think the people. She, don't, she just don't. Yeah. I don't think the people feel it. The people people just don't feel it for some reason. Well, you know, VP is she's different. She's not though. engaging. Is as as Prez versus versus you know name an engaging VP. Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden. Yeah. yeah, Biden. Biden. Joe. Biden was a decent no, VP. A VP. He was a creepy. As VP. a VP, <laughs> he was a creepy VP. He, he needs help. He needs somebody to revive him. He needs help. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he, uh, he don't need somebody to ride alone. He needs somebody to to be pushing him alone. Yeah. Well, I, I just think ultimately the, the VP. You know, when you look at who's VP, um, hell. What was his name um, with for Bush? Cheney. Cheney wasn't engaging. Cheney wasn't, you know, you know. He always had heart problems. He was always in the hospital. Yeah. He don't count. Engage my ass. Yeah. So okay. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. He, he's going to choose a he's going to choose a female, and um, you know, those are the names who are coming up. So, you know. But Teddy, and wait a minute. Wait, Teddy, 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 Teddy backpedal if he does, yeah. it's over. Teddy, who do you think? What's up, y'all? First of all, due to technical difficulties. <laughs> okay, that's a Teddy. There will be no election <laughs> due to technical difficulties. <laughs> what else y'all got? Anything else? Anything else? Vi, you got anything? I don't know how. You coming in here late? 
<laughs> hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You got some, you got some inspiration by give us some inspiration. Inspiration. <laughs> stand up, stand up, dude. <laughs> People, I would tell you, Woo! stay in your home. This. Don't listen to that man. Don't go out there and get that money for him. He just want money. Yeah. The people who want money ain't working. Yeah. They want you to work. They ain't trying to get out there. So you need to listen to watch them. I would tell them, Trump, if you go out there and work, I go out there and work and see what and see what he do. Okay. That's you just, can't spell work. That would be hard to do. <laughs> That's your answer. The folks, the Trumpers, something, but they want to die for Trump. Yeah. They don't want to drive. If these people really want to die for Trump, why didn't they join the army and go to Iraq with me? Yeah, so true. Because they could go to work at Mar-a-Lago and die right in Florida. Now that the beach is back open. Yeah, y'all got to see Vi, though. Y'all got to see Vi sitting don't in his chair <laughs> doing his inspirational moment. Go ahead. Go do it. Finish your inspirational moment. Go ahead. Okay, wait a minute. Hang on. Are you finished? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. That was that was that was your inspirational moment from Vi, everybody. Yes. Yes. Come on, Tanya Bay. Kick your shoes off, Tanya. I'm on the carrot bear. <laughs> oh, they're already off. Ah, let's do a praise dance up in here. Inspirational moment from Vi. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you, Vi. Thank you, man. Hey, hey, bro. Take a bow. I do what I can. Take, you, you do, he does it for the people. Thank you, sir. I'm on the countdown. CB19. Oh, what? You're on the countdown. I got the CB19. I got the CB19 dread. Let's see what they look like. Oh, no. Not the CB19 dread. Oh, no. Yeah, I brought bro. Marley. Keep in there. All right, y'all. All right. Before we run everybody away. <laughs> no, nah, I'm joking, man. You're crazy. Thanks for the inspirational moment. That's going to be your, that, just get ready for your inspirational moment every, every, every podcast. All right. So y'all make sure, um, you can stream the show with the MyTuner radio app. I haven't mentioned this in a while. Make sure you get it. Y'all have the MyTuner radio app. Why do you have it? You have the MyTuner. The MyTuner radio app. I got to make sure you get it. I'm going to send you the link, okay? So you can okay, listen. Okay. And, and Tanya B, you got the you got the app? No, oh, I have the Pork Shop radio tuner app. <laughs> Damn, she got to get out of here and cook. So she's <laughs> hint, hint. Uh, but get that. Also, you can follow us. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at the G Podcast one on IG at this is the G Podcast. That's on Instagram, y'all. If we don't know what IG means. And email us. You can send us an email at this is the G Podcast at gmail.com. Again, email. You can email your comments about Vi's break. Vi's uh, yeah. 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 As a matter of fact, I'll just go out with that. Support us on that Patreon. That'd be the benediction. <laughs> you know, since hey, you know what? It's shut down. I gotta give people. I gotta give. I gotta give people some kind of sense of normalcy. So there you go. Anyway. <laughs> All right, there you go. Check us out on Patreon. Mm. The Patreon link is at castropolis.net. Y'all, it's been a crazy week, man. It's been a crazy week. But thank you for coming in. Thank you. No matter what time you came in. Thank you for. Yeah, the doors hey. are always well. The, the doors are always well, well open. Sir. <laughs> welcome better late than never <laughs> that's true Tanya B 
Tanya B. Honestly, you know, it, it, it's yeah. okay to laugh, but it's free to listen. That's true. That's true. So, Tanya B., hey, what is the uh, what is at what stage are your pork chops? Before I let you go, uh, they're actually slow cooking, so I probably I, their oven's on low, so they, they'll be all right. Good but, deal. Well, enjoy I got your, three minutes to pork chops, y'all. Well, enjoy your poke, your poke chops. Enjoy your poke, poke chops. Tonight. Yeah, got the Georgia style poke yeah. chops. P O K E. P O K E. All right, y'all take care and uh, have a safe week this week. Let's get through this thing together. And um, episode twenty nine is in the can, and we up out of here. Peace, peace, people. Peace. Power to the people. <laughs> You've been listening to The G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. The G Podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.